When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's going to be a close one, Jerry. I think the Giants come out of here with a 23-17 type win. Daniel does enough in the fourth quarter again. I sort of like the script. You know, I sort of like the script. I'm going to say it this week, okay? Last week I thought Darius was going to have a really good game. He didn't, number-wise. Um... I'm going to double down a little bit. I'm going to say Darius. I'm not going to go 100 yards. But I'm going to say Darius could be a little bit of a difference in this. He makes a play or two, and the Giants win another close one, either on a Gano buzzer or like a 23-17 type game. So the 6-1 and Giants will be going against the Seattle Seahawks next week. Wow. All right. Let's do this. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, I feel like I'm introducing Apollo Creed or something. Got a million nicknames now. The master of disaster. The master of disaster. The king of sting. Uh, Nobody beats the biz. Bistradamus. Big trust. I don't even know, dude, anymore. It's ridiculous. Uh, Dude, listen. I mean, it's it's a pleasure watching this team again on Sundays. We're just talking about this. It's so much fun again. You're on the edge of your seat. Somebody tweeted us this morning saying the same thing. I apologize for not knowing uh, who sent that. But, um, you know, towards the end of that game, I'm just I'm after the the game was over. I'm I'm laughing at the fact that, you know, look, dude, you nailed the score. Twenty three seventeen. Right. Slayton's going to have a big day. Uh, I put it out on Twitter. For those of you who didn't see it, I'm sure you did. But uh, look, Chris, we both had him winning. But uh, this is getting to be, in all seriousness, this is a lot of fun right now. Um, and, and what I loved coming out of yesterday was that the Giants um, don't seem to be buying into the hype of that win yesterday. Like, they're, they're, a lot of them seem kind of mad about the way it ended and that it was closer than it should have been. Again, the refs helped out with that. But some mistakes that the Giants made, Barkley not sliding in bounds uh, really three times he had the opportunity. But what I love coming out of that, dude is that, that the Giants are not really satisfied with it and that they're still looking to improve every week. Chris, we are 6-1. and one. You're picking the right score, the right outcome, right plays every week. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't even know what to say anymore, dude. This is unbelievable. It's so much fun, dude. Yeah, that's a credit to Dable with the attitude of the team afterwards. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, a, that's Brian Dable all the way. You know, enjoy the win, but, fellas, we have a lot of work to do because – you know, Will Fortune Gaddy would have win. A lot of things he was very unhappy about at the end. Mostly Barkley, you know, not getting out of bounds. Yeah. He took the blame for it. But and Saquon's a real smart player too, man. So that was kind of a mistake by Saquon. And you know, the week before we saw what he did when they needed him to drop down, right? Um and I should say a couple weeks ago in London, when they needed him to drop down. Yep. You know, um so look what, what can you say? I mean, uh, it's the defense did not play well at right. all. Right. But once again, when they needed the defense to play well, they did. Fourth down stops. Yeah. Goal line stops. And let me just say this. McKinney didn't have a pick, but he did force the fumble. Yeah. I was yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it was almost like, oh, I couldn't quite see how we were going to get the ball, but it was going to be McKinney. But that was a huge play, too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Look, they're, they're marching down the field again. Um, and McKinney with the forced fumble keeps it, you know, at 17 13, I think it was at the time. Uh, they were going in for another score, you know. Um, yep. Uh, it could have been a different story. So McKinney didn't get the pick, but he had the forced fumble. So he did get the turnover. I was half right yep. on McKinney. Yeah, right. And, um, uh, look, I was worried about Travis Etienne. Yeah. 
and he destroyed them. You know, totally good. Uh, um, you know, he, I was watching him before the game, watching Jaguars uh, game game. You know, film ta- uh, film uh, tape. And I could just see the kid, man. I said, oh, that's the kid I remember from Clemson. He, you know, it took a year or so with the knee, but he is finally looking like that kid now. And I was that's why I was really worried about him. And he did, he hurt the Giants, man. Yeah, 14 for 114, dude. He hurt the Giants big time. Um, but it's the same old story, Jerry. I mean, week after week, when this team has to make a play, they make a play. When they need a three and out, they get a three and out. Yeah. Chris, you know who almost hurt us yesterday, too, and it was making me sick, and I'm sitting there going, don't tweet, don't tweet, don't tweet. Uh, Evan Ingram had a solid game, and it was like, uh, is this really going to happen? Are we really going to have this guy hurting us? And he, well, he had four catches for 67 yards, 17 per. Um, you know, he, he kind of looked like the guy that we always thought he, he could be. Um, but, you know, that aside, you know, the, the offense, <clears throat> the, the Jaguars offense, you called it with uh, Etienne. Um, Trevor Lawrence is is still erratic. Uh, Thibodeau forced actually a, uh, one of those incompletions uh, in the and I believe it was the third quarter where he rushed him and it wasn't talked about enough. Um, the effort that Thibodeau you put it on Twitter, but it wasn't talked about in the game enough. The effort effort that Thibodeau put in chasing Etienne down the sidelines, dude. I I, I couldn't believe and I couldn't believe the announcers didn't say anything. I, look, sorry to compare, but it reminded me a lot of. And I'm fine at Big Blue VCR. This is what you do. But when when Taylor chased down Billy Sims in 1982 down the field and, and Cosell and I think it was Don Meredith were gushing over it, um, you know, that's the kind of play, that hustle play. That's what this defense is where maybe you don't have the stats. You didn't have the sack this week or the forced fumble. But it's that kind of play. You know, guys buying into this, man. I mean, how many times do you see a, a defensive lineman or, or, or even a linebacker just kind of not dog it but not – you know, go full effort down the field. I mean, that, I thought that was that was one of the most incredible things I saw yesterday. And I didn't hear the announcers talking about it at all. But I'm just saying, like, that yeah. just sums up this this team and this defense, dude. Jerry, do you remember what I said about Thibodeau when he came out? There was a, there was a lot – there was a narrative out there that he took plays off in Oregon. <sighs> and if you remember before the draft, dude, I was like, I, I just don't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're getting that from, you know? Mm-mm. I don't see it. And he, and he was playing with a high ankle sprain last year in Oregon. Right. Or uh, it might have been a low ankle. Anyway, he was playing with an ankle sprain last year. Right. So he wasn't 100%. But I was – well, let me ask you this. Have you seen that? He played 63 snaps yesterday. I just don't see him taking plays off. No, know? and I see him getting very close to the quarterback too. I'm yeah, watching every play of him. Right. And even in the last drive, he was getting close. Right. He was getting close again uh, against a pretty good tackle. Yeah. Cam Robinson, you know. Right. Um, so he's disrupting. He's doing things to it. Always playing more and more. Of course, he had it yesterday without some edge guys, but outside guys. But um, I, I, you know what? I, you know what's really impressive about Thibodeau too? The way he's playing to run. I like yeah. the way he's setting the edge on plays too, man. Yeah. yeah. You know. But like you said, that play. Uh, Justin Tuck did that years ago too. I don't know if you remember the play. Justin Tuck ran down the field, and I don't know if it was Washington or the Raiders or. <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> he ran down about sixty yards. He ran a guy down. I remember. Big blue fish judge. Hopefully, find that one. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. So, but getting back to the defense, you know, yeah. you can't keep giving up these amount of yards in the ground, right? And expect to keep pulling. You know, doing. You know, getting some key stops like that. They're gonna have to tighten this up uh, a little bit. I mean, they're, they're getting gashed on the. Now, ground. why is why do you think that's happening, Chris? What are you seeing? Is it is it middle linebacker play? Is it, yeah, is just it... line, the linebacker play is not good, bro. Yeah, you know, even Jalen Smith, you know, a lot of times he's inside, not getting inside. off blocks. He's taking you, he's taking, uh, you know, he he he's coming up one way. You know, he's not reading it right. Tay Crowd is just a, you know, he's just a mediocre linebacker. He'll he'll give you some things. Other thing, he'll miss some tackles. You know, all that stuff. Uh, he'll take a wrong read, and then he'll have a pretty good game. And people are like, oh, you know, he's not that. But you know, he's just he's just an average linebacker crowd. They, they just don't have that big inside presence, you know. Um, and ATN was getting on the outside yesterday a little bit. Yeah, ATN. Um, so they're not a, they're not a good run defense right now. They're not. But then they'll turn around, you know, and uh, like the typical Giants fashion this year. Oh, I fought at a half yard. Boom! Uh, quarterbacks. Uh, let's keep it with Lawrence. 
they knock them backwards and they get a big oh, and that, that was penetration. That was Thibodeau coming around. That was everything. I mean, everything went right on that play. If you watch it again, I'm sure you yeah. watched it a thousand times already. Yeah. But everything went right on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, so just like I said, like, you know, it's like whenever they need a play, they get it. Right. Uh, you know, and a key, whenever they need a, th- you know, and once again, Jerry, you know, the red zone defense. Yeah. Two or five yesterday. Right. It's a right. different story if that's three or five. Right. Ben, don't break. You know, yeah. it's the same story. You know, they're yeah. playing good in the red zone, holding teams yeah. to field goals or block yeah. field goals, <laughs> whatever it might be. Right. You know? Now, and, and Chris, since we're still on the defense, we're going to be on here a while. How was Fabian Moreau doing this? Like, I wasn't excited when we got this guy. It's playing well, right? Like, I, I kept thinking, oh, we're going to suck. It's that second corner spot. Second corner is going to be tough. It's not. Like, if you look at the defense right now, we said it before, it's inside linebacker where we have to upgrade right away, right? Some, and it's not going to happen this year, but in the offseason, that, that definitely has to be upgraded. They will probably look to upgrade that second corner. But right now, I mean, he's holding his own, no? Absolutely. Hey, look, he's a veteran, man. You know, he's, you know, he's had some – he's played well at times in his career, and he's – Hasn't played it well, but it's not like it's a look. It's not like uh, you know if people didn't know him. He played for Washington. He played for Atlanta last year. He didn't play that. He played a right for Atlanta last year, but he's not a tomato, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean we've he's picked a up veteran. veterans like that before, where it just hasn't worked out. It just seems to be working out with this guy. But so. Jerry, Jerry look, I, I want to point out something. Staying on the defense, I put this out on Twitter yesterday. I saw what the hell the Jaguars were doing, especially in this damn stupid league where every tight contested ball is a flag. I know. Okay. Or if not, the receivers are going like this. Oh, where's the flag? You know, they should throw a flag for that now. I, I couldn't agree more with that. All right. I'm, well, I'm so years. sick and tired of every tight play. Everybody's looking for flags. Or they throw the flag. One series, it's a flag. The next series, it's not. You know, we'll get into some of those calls, too. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. I want to credit, once again, Jerome Henderson, the DB coach for the Giants. Yep. Who I've mentioned before, and I'm sure people have read. Wink Martindale said he's probably the best he's ever coached with okay yep yep technique adoree jackson fabian moreau you saw what the you saw what the jaguars were doing there yeah and that last series all right let's throw those back shoulder fades and let's hope we get a call in the end zone which will put us at the one yard line if it works out god bless us if not well, we'll probably get a flag here, you know, because everybody else throws flags. You know, God forbid you don't turn your head. Forget it. It's going to be a flag, right? Right. Well, he tried it twice, yeah. Lawrence. And both, and without, and Doug Peters is no dummy, okay? Without without question, they were trying to hit those fades, but they were hoping to get a flag. They were hoping the technique <clears throat> wasn't right. Somebody grabs his shirt, arm doesn't turn his head with this bullshit league, you know? Yeah. And what happens? A do- Adoree Jackson with great technique. And the other one with Moreau, even though it was it was high, all right? Yeah. It was kind of high. But still, if you look at Moreau, his technique was great. Yeah. Okay, so no cheap flags there. That's what Doug Peterson and Lawrence were trying to do. They were trying to get that cheap flag. No question about it. Why not, Jerry? Why not? All you have to do is just throw the ball up. Half the times you're going to get a flag in this league. Yeah, that's right. Yep, so that's credit right. to Jerome Hansen teaching these guys, you know, Making sure these guys, Adore Jackson continues to play well. Okay, he looks oh, spe- spectacular. Chris. And Moreau, and even Nick McLeod, when he had to yeah. get in, jump in there once again, played yeah. well. Uh, Moreau has been playing well. You know, Moreau's going to get beat here and there. He's out of shutdown corner. He's out of top flight corner, but he's giving him solid play. He's right. giving him solid play. Had the interception, right? Should have ended the game. Ugh. And then I think you look on the other side of the field, and there was some. I don't know. Hands to the face on Dane Belton. I didn't see it. Ticky tack BS. I mean, you know, it's incredible this league. So um, the refs. So I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I, I I I talk about this all the time on Twitter. I talk about it all the time in the pocket. You know, refs changing the outcomes of games with some of these calls. What if the Jaguars would have scored there, dude? Yeah, Chris. I, I, let's stay on that because it, it's almost to the point, Chris, where it's ruining watching. Like. You, you could almost see it happening. Like, all oh, the refs are going to keep this close now. I mean, the the I mean, it was before that, but the BS personal foul roughing the passer on Dexter Lawrence, where he oh. grabbed him and let go, and they called it. He grabbed um, his jersey. I mean, like they called one on Leonard Williams. Okay, fine. He he slammed him to the ground. But the call on Belton was was a disgrace. I just thought. I mean, are they just? 
At what point does this hurt the NFL? I'm not kidding. Like idiots like us are going to keep watching, and most Giant fans will. But at what point, he, like, is it? I don't know. I don't know what the tipping point is, dude. It's just annoying. Yeah, Jerry. The tipping point will be. I've said this before. In the Super Bowl, yeah. when there's a very controversial hand to the face, something like that, and it costs the team the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now I'm not going to say the ratings will go down because of that. It right. won't. Right. But that's when the outrage. Yeah. You will see the outrage yeah. of that losing team in the Super Bowl because a drive was extended or they got a very controversial interference call or yeah. a ticky-tack hand to the face yeah. or, some, or some stupid rough in the past like the one on Dexter Lawrence where yeah. a team keeps a drive alive and wins the Super Bowl. That's when you will see the outrage and that's when they will make changes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, so... Even I, I I have to be honest with you. If you look at the Leo Williams play, what is he supposed to do there? Yeah, he hits I, I, him. Yeah. He wraps him up as he's throwing. And if you look at Leo, he kind of puts his hands out like this at the end to try to show the refs. I, I'm just making the tackle, not power driving him. Flag. And, and you, you know, know what it was? It was in comparison to the other calls. It's almost like you almost concede. And and even that one, I guess, was questionable. But in comparison to some of the other ones they made, you're just like. Those other ones aren't even close to being penalties. Uh, the one on Dexter wasn't even close. It's ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. And it well, goes and it, both ways. You well, know, I, I yeah, get it. Sure. And you look at these other games. I watch all these games. You see it all over the damn league. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But getting back. Yeah, sure. What are we going to do, Jeremy? I mean, this is, like I said, dude, when it's a championship game or the Super Bowl and a, and a ticky-tack call changes the outcome of the game, that's when you'll see the outrage. Because Roger Dell don't give a crap, dude. He's he making his billions. He doesn't care. The league's making twenty billion this year. The owners are rich as anything. He could. The ratings are up. He could care less, dude. Don't let him fool you. He could right. care less. Yeah. If I was commissioner, I'd be like, yeah, that's nice. We're making twenty billion. But the, uh, the head of supervision, uh, the supervisor, of the, uh, the officials, I would have in my office a park game the next day and go, tell me the f what the f you guys are doing on the field. That's what I would do. It's ruining. It's ruining the games, Chris. Because it really it's, it's ruining games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, Jerry, when it's an impact game, yeah, you know, when it's a Super Bowl like that, Giants Jaguars in October. Okay, whatever. Right. Hey, Bills and Eagles or Bills and Cowboys Super oh, Bowl. God. Oh my James, gosh! <laughs> you know, uh, Bills and Bill. All right, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ready? Bills Thank and Giants. Bills and Giants fine, and Super fine. Bowl. Okay. And the Giants get a short end of a call. New York will look to burn down the whole damn freaking league. You know what I'm getting yeah, at. So. Uh, no, I know. I was going to say they're going to have to do more than grease the poles in Philly if that was the case, like they did uh, yesterday. They're going to they're gonna have to uh, put the whole city on lockdown if there was that so, kind of a call for those folks. So, so dude, you know, Doug Peterson, he's up. He goes for the fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. That's Peterson. Mm-hmm. I see it around the league. Yeah. To me, he's... These head coaches are making fools of themselves with some of these decisions. Miami last night. Sorry to jump to that. But you got to be kidding me, dude. You can go up two scores, guys. Stupid. I mean, you you show me. You know, these guys like Mike McDaniel are looking at analytics. Oh, we go for it here. What? You go up two scores. It's common sense. Josh McDaniels did it last week. Okay, whatever. Um, So he goes for it. And he liked his chances, obviously, the Giants. And it turns the game around. The Giants go down the field and score right after that. Yeah, that's right. Turns the game around. Yeah. And credit to Daniel Jones. Uh, uh, you know, I, I want to make so I'm going to make a little point here, too, because uh, it annoyed me this, mor- this morning on Twitter. If you don't mind, Jerry, I'm just going to get into Fine. something quick. Absolutely, buddy. Carp okay. watch here, pal. Yeah, go for it. So you see a lot of this stuff now, you know, luck. All oh, the Giants are the luckiest team. It's all luck. I can't believe the luck at all this crap. Well, I hate to tell people that say, the Giants are lucky. They're really doing it on luck. And you really don't know the game. Okay? Uh, you know, you might think you know football because, you know, you watched with your daddy 10 years ago. And, you know, and, and now you got a job writing for some whatever you're writing for. You know, and you think you know the game. Oh, I know football because I write for so-and-so. That, that doesn't mean crap to me. Okay? Hmm. That's an insult to Brian Dable. Yes, it is. That's an insult to Wink Martindale. That's an insult to Thomas McGahee, and that's an insult to the Giants players and all the coaching staff mm-hmm. to say they're just doing this on luck. Now, have the Giants gotten some breaks this year? Absolutely. All but winning do. teams do, though, dude. But winning teams do. Yeah. And and you know what? After what's happened the last 12 years, the Giants deserve some breaks. Absolutely. 
Have the Giants been fortunate, maybe some at times? Yeah. But have the Giants executed when they need to execute in the red zone? Has Daniel Jones, who had like, I, I think he had, hold on, I think I wrote it down. Hold one second. How many first downs? Yards rushing. How many first? No, no, I know that. How many first downs? Did, Daniel had seven first down runs yesterday. Seven. <laughs> seven. Okay. Is Mike Kafka sticking with the run where a lot of coordinators would have gave it up a long time ago because Saquon wasn't running, couldn't really find much space in the first half? Right. Okay? Is Daniel hitting? In the first drive, the Giants have been like crap this year, the first drives all year. So they go down the field yesterday. Does Daniel hit Darius Slayton on a beautiful ball that Darius did everything in his power to drop but, but to bring it down? Right. Right? Is the defense getting key stops or a turnover? Are they are they keeping teams out of the end zone with their red zone, which is a top ten red zone defense? Is that luck? Okay, so I I, I don't you know please do me a favor if you're gonna come at the Giants with luck as your narrative, do me a favor go take up tennis, go take up. Some other sport, you know, just soccer out there, whatever the hell you want to take. Cornhole, cornhole's big on this. Cornhole out there, you know, uh, you know, maybe there's something else you could take up because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay, now if you could say the Giants are playing way over their talent level, hey, dude, I'm the first one to say it. This isn't a talented roster. Okay, but how about you turn around and say this, like I've been saying, Jerry, you've been saying. How about you say this? Hey, is this a 6-1 roster? And I've talked to guys in the Giants building talked about this. I'm not just talking with you about this. I've talked to, I've talked to guys who retired Giants. I've talked to guys in the building. Hey, are we a 6-1 roster? No. But are we doing 6-1 things? Are we coaching at a 6-1 level? You're damn right they are. Okay. You're damn right they are. Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> that just kind of annoyed me this morning with this luckiest team on the planet crap. I mean, are you kidding me? You know? Chris, it's, it's very well said. Guys, we're going to take a break and be right back with more of this. Hang on. And we're back. It, it's such an, it's just an easy argument for someone who can't come up with any type of analysis to just say it's luck. I mean, it's just someone who doesn't watch. And look. I've, whatever. I don't, want, I don't want to get too much into the into the. Yeah, no. The, the, the psychology of the person saying it, but it's someone who doesn't watch the Giants and just looks at the score and says, "Okay, well, it's luck." So there, there's nothing behind it. It's just a stupid statement. But let's stay on. Let's stay on this coaching staff. I don't get tired of talking about him, Chris. I, I mean, these guys. Even he mentioned Jerome Henderson, position coaches. The the job they're doing is absolutely amazing. Um, everything, and. Look, I don't want to psychoanalyze everything, but how could you not watch the relationship on the sidelines between Dable and Jones and tell me it's not turning into something special right now? And Jones's mannerisms with Dable. Like, I mean, Jones going up to guys, high-fiving them. I've never seen that before. He was always, give me the tablet. I got to look at the next play. And you're like, God, give me something, Daniel. This is all a credit. And to Daniel, too. But it's a credit to what this coaching staff is doing. It's more than X, X's and O's are extremely important, but it's also knowing what you have and working with that talent That's it. And, and just giving them the confidence. Like, I don't know about you, Chris, but when I saw Daniel Jones yell at Marcus Johnson, I liked it. I, I was pretty happy about it. I, I haven't seen it. it. I haven't seen that in 30 years from one of our quarterbacks. I, I Look, I had no problem with it. I know that he was asked about it. He apologized for doing it. Why, Daniel? And Why? I, when I see Own it. Own that shit. Sorry. Own it. Dude, when I, when I see Daniel in the locker room this week, I'm going to be like, Daniel, what? Don't apologize for that, dude. No. What are you apologizing for? No. Every Giant fan loved it. Loved you know, it. I, I, you know, I get it. And, and you know, there's nobody, there's no receiver. Marcus Johnson doesn't think Daniel's showing him up. No. He's not, not Kirk Cousins. We know a lot of times Cousins put his hands out. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, Chris. That's right. It's when you put the hands out, that's when you're clearly right. showing them up. Right. But Aaron Rodgers, you know, gives you that stare for 10 minutes before he walks off the field. Right. You know, all, and stuff like that. There's been quarterbacks that have shown up, guys, bro. 
Right. And, and by the way, there's receivers that did that. Burris and, and Shock used to do that to Manning, and it, it drove me crazy when they yeah. did that. Like, look, you want to talk to your quarterback and yell at him? Fine. Don't show him up like that. And Jones didn't do that, dude. He said, if the camera wasn't on him, you wouldn't even have known it happened. Right. Sorry, go by the camera caught him, you know, right. caught him, caught him saying, catch the effing ball, you know? Right. But <laughs> I, I, look, if you don't think Brian Dable like that, you're sadly mistaken. Right. Dable's a fiery dude. He, he loved it. Yeah. You know, trust me. You know, he might say, oh, no, no, you know, whatever. But he, trust me, I know Dable. He loved it. Yeah. You know, because he, he's a fiery guy. Matter of fact, Dable says, I wish I was, I was a cool as a cucumber like Daniel. Right. He goes, I'm, I'm, I get, I get fiery. Daniel's always even killed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he wasn't showing up anybody, but you like to see that from Daniel at times, you know, because he was pissed off. He, he, he zips a ball into Marcus Johnson. And he, receivers were dropping balls all day on him. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, five or six. Yeah, it's it's bad enough. This is a you know a a talented receiver group. Yeah. No, there's no number one. It's maybe a number two. You know, with Slayton and Wandale. Wandale. I mean, this is what he's dealing with. So when he zips a ball in and fourth down, make the damn catch. Right. Right. But Jerry, you know, just getting back to Daniel and Saquon. You know, so after that stop yesterday, the Giants get the ball, fourth down stop, and, and all you see, breather end around, Daniel run. Daniel run, Saquon run, Saquon run, DPI in the end zone, giant score. I mean, my, I mean, my Kafka was like, okay, look, we're just going to run the ball here. Stop it. And Saquon said the same thing after the game. He was like, well, yeah, we kept running the same play, and they, they couldn't. Jerry, you know one thing that drives me insane. I know where you're going with it. Go ahead. Is when you when something's working. Yes. You know where I'm going to go, right? This, right, dude? Yes. When yes. something's working and you get away from it. Because we've seen it for the last 10 years. <laughs> Thank you. And, Jerry, not just the Giants. This is anyway, not just an anyway. indictment on the Giants. I see anyway. it around the league. Yeah. Yes. Okay? Yes. yes. So, dude, you, so Mike Kafka basically said on that drive, yeah. when, they got, when they came after the fourth down stop, he basically said, well, we're going to run this counter play with Saquon, yeah. and we're going to see if they stop it. And if they don't, well, guess what? We're going to keep running it. He may as well have told the defense, this is where we're running. Try and stop it. Yes. Right? Love it. Love it. So even Saquon said, he goes, yeah, we just kept running it. They couldn't stop it. So we just kept running it. Yeah. Well, dude, this is what I say a thousand times. It's not rocket science football. Right. Let them stop it. And right. then when they, and then they were so obsessed with stopping it, what does Mike call? What does Kafka call? He calls a sneak with Daniel. He calls it a keeper with Daniel. Yeah, that's awesome. And he was what? He had all kinds of green because you ran the ball with Saquon the last three, four plays, and they were obsessed with Saquon. Smart coaching. I was like, after that play by Daniel, I put on Twitter, what a smart what a smart call by Mike Kafka. Dude, this guy is so damn smart, you know? And, and, and by the way, Chris, I don't know about you, I didn't, until this year, I couldn't have told you if Daniel Jones was a good play-action quarterback. But this year, my <laughs> God, Chris, he looks like Peyton Manning doing it. I'm not right. even kidding. He's a ma- he's like a damn magician back there doing it. And, and, and they work on that, Jerry. They work yeah. on that during the week because right. Josh Allen became such a good play-action guy, too, where he would keep that ball behind his leg, like, you know, behind his hip. It is the best weapon for a quarterback, the play-action pass. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, dude, do you remember the beginning of the year in training camp or OTAs, whatever it was? And, and, and you know, Dable kind of made a statement about Jones, and people were concerned about Daniel using his legs. And Dable says, "We'll kind of build up. We'll see where we are with Daniel as far as running the ball." And do you remember that, dude? Yeah, I don't know if oh, you remember that. Yeah, For folks absolutely. who don't remember it, you know, Dable kind of made a thing. Well, we'll see where we are with Daniel because he had turnovers running the ball, yeah. and he got hurt. We all yep. know he got hurt a few times running the ball. So Dable kind of said, "Dude." Do you remember what I said back then? I said, trust me on this, Jerry. Daniel Jones' legs are going to be a huge part of this offense. And then yeah. training camp came. And I was texting you, and I was putting on Twitter saying, they're going to have structured runs with Daniel. They're going to yeah. use Daniel's legs. Trust me on this, Jerry. He's a big kid who could run. Yeah. Okay? He, they're going to use his legs. And yeah. that's exactly what they're doing. And, 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 it was, and even Daniel, when they, when they went to a blitz, that fifth man, and they were playing man, Daniel gave that first look. If it wasn't there, he saw they were in man. He saw that green space and took off and got yeah. first down. Smart, smart quarterback. Dude, force him out of man. Yeah, go yeah. play zone now. Good right. luck. Right. Okay? I mean, this is smart football, bro. 
smart football. So they go down, you know, Daniel, and then, you know, they try to hit Slayton. Slayton gets grabbed in the end zone by Campbell. Um, and, and boom, they go in and they make it 20, uh, 20 to 17, you know. So that, but here's what I'm talking about, situational football, right? They come down. Uh, Daniel takes it in for the one yard, 20 to 17, 539 left. Boom, three and out. Yeah, that was huge, dude. Three and out. Huge. The defense, which hasn't played well all day, gave up 400-plus yards, three and out. And the Giants get the ball back, and it's Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, you're not stopping it. Well, go ahead. Yeah. You know, and then obviously Saquon, with the mishap, doesn't get out of bounds. Gano puts the field goal. They had no timeouts. Peterson wastes a couple of early timeouts. I guess he has some communication issues or personnel issues. He had to take two timeouts in that second half, and it wound up burning him, you know? And, and and that's the thing with uh, with Peterson. It's um, not great at clock management, right? Good good head coach, good play caller, um, good offensive scheme. Clock management, though, that goes back to the Andy Reid days, right? I, I just I, the one thing that was the Achilles heel of Andy Reid was that uh, the clock management wasn't always the best, and Philly used to complain about it all the time. Uh, Dable has been a, 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 a incredible with clock management. I've had one complaint this year. But I want to stay on Jones with an argument that almost annoys me as much as the luck argument, Chris. Um, you know, look, opinions should evolve, right? Like when, when we drafted Daniel Jones, none of us were happy. And we thought, what are you doing? Why are you reaching for this kid? Plays for Duke. Uh, didn't see that much in college. Didn't see what everyone else, what other people may have seen in the organization, whatever. And then the first few years, it's what do we have here? Right? There's nothing around him. Well, look. Now the season he's having, what's annoying to me is the folks who still can't stand him in the national media are saying, well, you know, let's see what happens next week. And it's like, at, at what point, like, at what point are you going to give this kid credit for what he's doing? Yeah. Chris, he put them on his back yesterday. I mean, Again. Right. And if you weren't impressed a week ago or two weeks ago or three weeks ago, how the hell were you not impressed with what this kid did yesterday? And it's just... They, you just have too much pride in your opinion. You can't evolve at all. And we've done that. I mean, look, I, I didn't think he was going to last past eight games. I figured Taylor would be in. Now, I said 55-45, he gets signed. Every win, every play like that yesterday, 65-35 now, guys. And I'd be ecstatic to keep this kid right now. And that's right now. But, you know, opinions have to evolve. People have to get smarter. It's just annoying to me to listen to the dismissiveness of the national media. And some guys even in New York, too, dude. You know, you, you listen to talk radio sometimes, and it's like, what the hell game are you watching? When are you going to give this kid credit, man? Yeah. Yeah, look, and I understand if people feel like, well, you know what? No matter what, Chris, Jerry, you know, I, I don't think he's a, the franchise quarterback. And, I, and that's fair. That's fair. That's absolute fair opinion, okay? And I'm not going to sit here today and say, yeah, Daniel's definitely the franchise quarterback. Even now. But he is forcing the issue to be the Giants quarterback down the road. Right. Especially, you know, you get in that clean pocket. He makes some good throws, bro. And he doesn't even have any weapons. Okay. None. Zero. Well, not zero. All right. right. Now, would he, would he be, is he the all around polished quarterback under pressure at time? No, but you know what? And Lisa, you know, I love you. This has nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but either was Eli Manning. Right. Sure. Okay. Either was Eli Manning. Right. So what I'm saying is that I get it. You know, if you don't like Daniel, you don't think he's a quarterback, hey, that's fine. But don't don't sit there. You have to give the kid credit. Yes. The kid has taken his team on his back numerous times, and he's determined to win a game. And that includes taking hits. When I, He took another hit yesterday. Oh, dude. How was that not a personal foul, by well, the way? I, I, you know, he, his knees kind of went. He didn't really slide. His ugly knees slide. went down. Uh, ugly slide. Uh, it was uh, because that, that's why, Joey, because yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. really a quarterback slide. Yeah. It was like an ugly half-ass slide, and, and a defender drilled him. He yeah. could have got hurt there. That's twice now. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. So, so, you know what, dude? It's funny. We talk about, you know what? Now that the Yankees are not playing baseball anymore, you well, get them over there. Maybe you could get them some sliding lessons, you know, in Yankee Stadium. Because they're not using Yankee Stadium until next April. So you hey, can, listen. I'll talk know. about that all you want, dude. No, okay. I'm not. No, I'm just saying. Get them over there. What the right. hell? Let them slide. So, I mean, no. But the point, you know, I, I, I'm fooling around. Kyle Johnson, I'm fooling around. Although Kyle agrees with me today. Kyle, anyway. Kyle, <laughs> I'm fooling Kyle, around with him. Kyle wanted so, to eliminate it, so they make changes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, 
Look, that's it is what it is with Daniel. He's not the most for athletic kid. He's not the most graceful dude. Okay, <laughs> he's not. Right. You know, he's not the most graceful dude. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes looks like oh, Mahomes played baseball. You see how beautifully Mahomes slides. You know, right. and right. feel. You're not going to get that out of Daniel. That's just who no. he is. You know, and especially when he's sliding on his like left foot under yeah, left leg he, underneath. He just, that was what he did yesterday. I'm like, right. he looked like he could have blew out his knee and sprained his ankle all in the same I, slide. I, I agree with you, dude. He could have yeah. blew out his knee, hurt his ankle, and then ankle he got gets drugged behind. They could have got a concussion because he's just not the most graceful guy when it comes to that. And it's weird because he's one athletic dude. And he almost broke that one run. Uh, the whole he way. got tripped up a little bit though. He, he didn't get tripped. tripped up yeah, he didn't trip yeah. over. I noticed the report. I noticed oh, the announcement. Like, oh, was that Eagle Flair or something? Oh, no, Schlereth. We, we got stuck with Schlereth yesterday. So uh, anyway, uh, but, but yeah, but the, Jerry, that, he almost so, went all the way on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So the last drive, they kind of have the interception. The Bulls, you know, after the Giants make it twenty-three seventeen, Gano kicks the field goal. Saquon doesn't eat up the clock enough. Uh, they'll go over that again. I'm not worried about Saquon. He's a real yeah. intelligent dude. He made a mistake. Yeah. He, he did. He thought he was. He thought he actually slid before the yeah, out, out of bounds. He didn't. He got the foot out of bounds. In it fairness, a, it was really three times where he did it. He yeah. Was no. To listen. He messed yardage. up. Yeah. Yeah. He listen. Saquon was the first one to tell you I screwed up. Yeah. You know, Dable took the bullet for it. You know, he was like, "That's on me." Uh, but trust me, just like the week before, they told Saquon numerous times what to do: get down yeah. and like. But he messed up. Hey. Yeah. Saquon's human. He messed up. Uh, it can't happen. It could co- it could have cost them. And the Jaguars go, look, even the last play, that throw to Marvin Jones by Lawrence, I didn't think it had a shot. <laughs> he completes that ball, and then you get the you know the rough in the passer call yeah. on Leo. And I, look, I thought Doug Peterson, I thought it was a very smart move what they did. They just didn't take a shot in the end zone. You know, they, they, got, they threw that ball to Kirk before the end zone to see if he could make a play to get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the Giants were heads up on uh, Moreau. McKinney, I think Love finished him off to make Collins sure. Collins too. Collins there too. To make sure the offensive lineman didn't come down and push him in because that's what I thought was going to happen. Though. So he was I. trying to stand up, Kirk, so he yeah. could get some help. The Giants yeah. got him down. Look, the, the first half, I thought Doug Peterson, who's, look, we all know Doug, man. Doug's a very smart offensive mind. Yes. So he came out. He wasn't going to sit back and let Wink blitz the crap out of him. A lot of screens, right? Uh, uh, jet sweeps. He was keeping the Giants off balance. He wasn't going to just sit back and let, you know, Wink send five, six guys. So a very good offensive game plan. And obviously, you know, he sees the stud in Travis Etienne. He got him the ball. And he has some big chunk plays and all that stuff. Um, but, hey, look, it was a smart play, I thought, the Christian Kirk. But the Giants met the challenge. You know, they were there. Um, they knew they had to keep him out. You know, uh, and they did. And McKinney with a big play with Moreau and Love. Like you said, I think even Landon, like you said, came over. Yeah. Uh, Landon also had a big play in that game. He played 23 snaps, which I didn't. I, mean, I did not did not think Landon played that much, but he did play 23 snaps. Yeah, he got got off the block and stopped him on third. Down. And that was a huge play, dude. Yep. The screen, uh, I think it was the ETN. He gets off the block, trips him up, and he and he holds him to the field. This is what I'm saying, dude. You know, they make these plays when they have to make these plays. They're making these plays, and the defense was not good yesterday. But they were good in what? They got a turnover when they needed it. They kept them out of the end zone again. And yeah. they got a couple three and outs and a fourth down stop when they needed it. It's un- it's incredible. It's like, it's like it's a broken record. We go over this every week, you know? Yeah, the defense does enough. Jones does something. Jones puts him on his back. Uh, Barkley becomes spectacular again. And remember, he's Superman in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, and what? really a flawless game plan. Like You don't look at any of the game plan and say, oh, they shouldn't have done this, done that. The only thing was, I'm going to ask you one thing, one thing. Before yeah. you go on to your point, when the Giants went for it on fourth down, were you okay with that instead of kicking the field goal to cut it? Uh, Jerry, I was okay with it because Dable felt that he had to do this to win. He felt he needed more points. I think. He yeah, I, like, I didn't. I was fine with it. So I'm just. Yeah, I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, because I think Dable felt, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need more points because the defense really wasn't playing well. I think Dable felt he needed more points and let's go for this, you know. And I think if they were down three or less, right, they're going for the field goal. But right. down four, I understood why. I was fine right. with it. Right, so. I didn't have a problem with it. I gotta be honest with you. You know, yeah, you, you and, had a point. And look, even Doug, yeah, even Doug Peterson, you know, I would. It was a half a yard, dude. And Trevor Lawrence is excellent at quarterback sneaks. He's a monster. I didn't have a problem with it either. I mean, right. He, you know, a lot of people are like you should kick the field goal. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, but that's what Peterson does, and he ha- and Lawrence is very good at it. And the Giants just made an incredible stop, yeah. you know. And he said it after the game, Peterson. I I was reading the transcripts, you know, yes, last night, 
And he said it after the game. He was like, you know, credit the Giants, dude. They, they made an incredible stop on that play, you know? They, they really did. That was incredible. Um, they, they they just pushed them back. And then Thibodeau, I think it was, coming around the edge and grabbing uh, Lawrence. What a what – a, ridiculous play that was because I thought I thought it was a foregone conclusion they were going to get a first down there. absolutely I agree with you you know uh and you know and Saquon Balkin that second half let's not forget you know Brennison out with a knee yeah uh Ezekiel did some good things yeah. had some nice blocks um and of course Evan Neal um you know you what know. dude let's let's get to the injuries in a second guys we'll be right back after this hang on one second And we're back. All right, dude. Uh, yeah, Evan Neal. Go ahead, bud. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there was reports. It's an MCL. I mean, hopefully it's not torn. We'll probably find out more later. Dable's going to be on with us later. Yeah. Um, you know, or let's see if somebody leaks it out. You know, when the insiders leak it out today, uh, or if we find out somewhere. It'll be, I mean, let's let's uh, let's hope it's not a torn ACL. Hopefully it's just a sprain. Get Evan back maybe down the road a few weeks. Or they got a bye coming up a couple weeks. Yeah. We'll find out. Brennison, too, another knee thing. Yeah, that, um, that buy is coming at a pretty good time, especially if these injuries are going to be, like, uh, more nagging than, obviously, season-ending. But Bredesen's, what do you, have you heard anything on that one or not? No, that I one, just, they're very quiet about that one, so I'm thinking that one's worse. I'm just guessing. I, I don't no know. Idea. Yeah, we'll find out more later. Um, you know, Bredesen's a tough dude, bro. I expected him to come back. I got to be honest with you. I good. thought he'll be Hope back. So. And Hope when so. he was out for the rest of the game, I was like, oh, <clears> God, this is bad. You know? Yeah, yeah. So we'll find out more later on. And and Bellinger flew home with the team, but yeah. needs surgery. What does that mean? Like, is he the surgery keep eye surgery going to keep him out for a while? Like, I have no idea. Let's see. Yeah, well, he's going to man. He's in, he's in New York right now as we speak, yeah. getting evaluated, and we'll see where he's at. Again, yeah. another non-penalty, right? Well, Jerry, I, I thought that was incidental. I just thought the guy went. I know. You know I'm just saying, I'm, he I'm pulled him with his eye. That's all. I'm complaining. What? That's I'm bitching. I'm complaining. That's all. Oh, that, I just. That was just an inc- you know that was just an accident. He just guy went in there, got his finger in there, got him in the eye. That's you know that, that happens sometimes. You know I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with that. It was just unfortunate. You know, it's and, just and the, like, of, you know, the run of injuries yesterday was was getting annoying. It was yeah. like oh god, oh. come on, man. And even Dable said after the game, he goes, man, his eyes in bad shape. So yeah. I don't like the sound of that, man. You know, usually yeah. Dable's like, oh, we'll see. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, but even he said his uh, his eye looks messed up. Absolutely, an, an integral part of this offense in the passing game, Daniel Bellinger, dude. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the kid is growing into a red zone target. You know, he's becoming a trusted guy for Daniel. And I don't know where we're going to be at, Jerry, with that. You know, we're going to have to see the results of that, you know, his evaluation, you know, from he's in Manhattan, you know, getting evaluated today. So that's going to be a big loss, too, if he's going to be out a while. I'm, you know, I mean, Jerry, I would expect an orbital bone broken. And now you got a whole vision. And his eyeballs not, you know, not not too damaged, man. You know, so. God, my God, yeah. What a shame! What a shame for a kid, you know, for a kid that was really coming on, you know. Yeah, for this rookie class, that's really uh, contributing a lot. Um, and and like I said, Bellinger was so far ahead of, of where we thought he would be at this point. Um, offensive line, though, overall, dude, uh, for the injuries they had, especially look, pass blocking is still a work in progress, but the run blocking's been. You know, really good. I mean, uh, Barkley gives them credit every week, but they're, they're definitely better at run blocking than pass blocking. But uh, they're, they're not sticking out anymore to me. Like, I don't go in thinking, oh, God, just get rid of it in two seconds before you get, you know, pounded on, Daniel. Uh, so yeah. they're, they're, they're holding their own. They're, they're improving every week. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like he's on the siege. Right. You know, I mean, the Dallas game, he kind of was early in the year. There's been a couple of but, you know, at least yeah. he had some time at times yesterday in the pocket. You could step yeah. up and throw the ball, you know. Yeah. And the run blocking, um, hey, look, you know, Nick Gates, I expect him to be back, bro. So you might get some reinforcements here um, with Nick going over to left guard. You know, yeah. I can see Nick going to left guard. Or or I'm sure they'll keep Feliciano as center. But I can see Nick coming back. You know, his 21-day window ends Wednesday. Right. And, I, I, you know, we'll see what happens with Brennison, especially if Brennison has to go on IR. That's a, I would say that's pretty much a given. Nick has looked good. He was playing center last week. A little bit, uh, and, and he told me personally he expects to be activated. You know, he he feels great. Yeah, now, it's not his call at the end. It's not his, you know. But um, you know, we could be getting him back um, for this Seattle game coming up Sunday. You know, and, and maybe put him at left guard with his EDU, you know, and all that. So uh, it couldn't come at uh, you know looking at what Brennison. We'll see what happens with Brennison and stuff like that. But this, you know, this couldn't come at a better time. Maybe with Gates getting back, you know. Another guy that went on IR this week was uh, Ojolari. Were you yeah. surprised by that at all or no? 
Jerry, I was. You know, I'm around these guys. I see the way they move, and he's been happy. He's like, you know, he's yeah. a few times he was like, you know, I'm, I'm almost there, and, you know, and next thing you know, he's on IR, you know? Yeah. So, obviously, he wasn't always there. It was the other calf, you know? So, he's he's hurt both calves this year, man. What a rough year for him, expecting so much out of him. And that's the danger when you do put on weight and muscle. It just happens. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's... You know, you, you you hope that that maybe that calf that he injured in training camp wasn't 100. percent He was compensating a little too much. You know, maybe that's why. He, I don't know, but I, it, dude, it was weirdest thing because I saw him after the game in the locker room when he injured the calf at the end of the game, and he was just like, "Yeah, I, I hurt the other one a little bit." He goes, "I should be fine. I'll be fine." Uh, that was weeks ago, and here he is in IR. So obviously, yeah, so he never really ne- healed. You never know, I guess. It right? just never healed the way he thought it was going to heal. He couldn't push off probably on it, you know, and, and, and that's it. So. um yeah, you know, we're gonna miss him for another three games. And it's a shame, man. We expected a lot out of him, but injuries have slowed him down this year. I'm gonna put you on the spot because we I can't do it next. I can't do it for the next podcast. But I'm doing it for this one. So we have the six and one Giants going to Seattle next week, and then uh, right after that is November first, the trade deadline. Oh, right? yeah. So did the Giants? Do anything to try and bring a receiver in? You think? Because it's uh, coming. Just, up. Only reason I'm asking, dude, because it's coming right up. I think That's it's all. possible. Yeah, yeah. Like we yeah. talked about this the last one. I, I think it's get the right deal. I think it's possible. I think and I think only, it's six and one. That's more likely than not to happen. I think. That's yeah, sure. Asking. They need help at the receiver position. Um, look, uh, <laughs> Galladay's not coming back. I don't think in the near future he's going to be out. He's still on IR. Tony. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. We don't know. Um, 89, you mean? Uh, 89, we don't know. <laughs> um, and, and if the right deal comes along, not, I think we talked about it. He's not going to mortgage anything for the future-wise. Yeah. Um, but is there some couple of guys out there that obviously are being talked about? You know, um, I, I think no question Joe's going to think about it. Or Joe's going to you know explore the possibilities. I, I do think the urgency is a little more there than it was a week ago, even. I think it's six and one. At worst, you're six and two before the trade deadline. Your obvious need is, is on offense is a, at the receiver position. I just think it becomes a little more urgent. I'm not saying he'd mortgage anything, and I don't want him to. You know, yeah. if you're going to give up a first or second, no, 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 no. But I'd be willing to give up a third or a fourth. I'm, you know, especially for a Jerry Judy type, I would do it. Um, but. Yeah. I just think it's more likely to happen now that they're six and one than it was before. That's oh, absolutely! I mean, it's they're heading for the playoffs. Let's face it. Unbelievable! They want a playoff run. Their their path is to the playoffs. Um, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, I, you know. Let's not forget. You still got to play the Eagles twice, too. Right. Yes. And you still got to play the Cowboys Dallas, once. Dallas again. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. Vikings. Vikings. Sure. You know. Yep. I, I'm just I'm just sticking right now. I'm sticking in the division because oh yeah, you know, no, I'm just saying these are the, game, these are the harder teams. Behind. They're yeah. half game behind the Eagles, yeah. and you still got to play them twice. Right. And, and like I said last week, folks, is if any game you're going to say go into saying, "Oh, we got no chance of winning this game with this team," nope, no, nope, no. Um, I saw a tweet yesterday. I don't know who said it. I don't know if it was Big Blue VCR or or Jim Vassell. One of those two said that uh, he's going to start calling the Scottish Hammer uh, Happy Gilmore because he just he just blasts it down the center of the. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought that was uh, funny. But uh, I thought the special teams held up okay, right? I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. I still don't like yeah. the short kick. It seems like just guys don't reach, just don't overthink this. Kick it to the end zone with that weapon you have at, at, at kicker. Uh, but you know they're going to do what they're going to do. But I mean, nothing really stuck yeah, out with special yeah. teams. But that you know what they do is they, they look at their special teams play and they, and they they feel they could do something with those short kicks. Yeah. Um. You know, against their return team. You know, they feel they could do that. That's 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 the way they look at it. And um, it didn't it really like hurt them yesterday. Get, it it still, seems like they still get past the twenty-five. That's all. Yeah, to me, like you said, it's not like they're pinning them back at a seventeen, twenty. Right. You know, so I would right. me personally. But hey, look, that's McGee sees some things that he they feel they could exploit. Yeah. Um. So, um, like you said, Jerry, any short kick like that, if they get to the twenty-six yard line, that to me, that's a that's a loss. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's a loss. But. That's something they felt. You know, hey, look! You know what was really scary? I said, "How about Gano with that kickoff that almost went out of bounds?" Oh God! And by the way, if that yeah. was 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 
That ball goes out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> no question. You know? I was like, oh, baby, what the hell? You know, when I saw that. You know, you're our best player. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was that, that was kind of a heavy moment there. Yeah. Um, hey, look, um, they didn't get no sacks yesterday, Jerry. You know, not much pressure. You know, uh, yeah. not, not, not much pressure on Trevor Lawrence. I know they did a lot of good things in the first half to slow down that blitz. But um, wink again, though. You saw him in that last drive going after him a little bit. You know, going yeah. after him. Um. And, hey, look, some guys got to beat guys one-on-one. You know, Leo yeah. Williams was pretty quiet yesterday. He was. Uh, Dexter played another really good game. Thibodeau forced, you know, he affected the pocket a few times. No question yep. about it. Yeah. Even if it was to just make Lawrence step up, it, he affected the pocket. Yes. Yep. And Tamon Fox did his his weekly, I almost decapitate a player out there, <laughs> no. you know. It's, so, no. you know, it's so, like the Fox specialty. Yeah. And once again, Tamon uh, uh, Fox, was he was out there on the last drive. Yeah. Yeah. Who's out there on the edge? Your last drive. So it's amazing, amazing. Even uh, yeah. even with free agent college guys, uh, Shane is amazing. Who <laughs> he's picking up. Yeah. So, um, but they have to. You know, they got. You know, they got started. For, you know, I don't think they had any sacks yesterday, right, Jerry? I don't, let me look again. No, no, they had one taken away. Lawrence had one, then it was taken back because right, game. right, right. Uh, I have no, no sacks. They only gave up one. So, yep. Got to start getting that pocket a little bit more, dude. You know, you got Geno Smith, Seattle. You got Dallas coming up down the road. You know, you got some teams. Got to get to that court, get some more pressure, get to that drops, get some drops, you know, so. All right, so, uh, Mr. <coughs> Predict- Mr. Predictions, um, uh, Bistradamus, I want to know right now, are they trading? Who's going on IR? Who's not? I Just give me it all down. Just, just give me everything. Oh, I, those, are pers- those are personnel moves, bro. I, I don't oh, you, know. don't, you don't do those? You just do you just do stuff? Okay. <laughs> Who are they trading? Oh, I'm, like, I'm just joking, dude. I'm joking. Oh, I'm just, oh I, I, yeah, you know. No. Uh, look, let's put it this way. You know, if Shane gets the right package, you could see a couple. You could see a guy, or maybe two, getting traded. Yeah. Um, if he gets the right deal, I don't think there's any question. Maybe some guys. But, yeah. Um, will he be aggressive? Try to get somebody like a receiver, you know, like that. Can't, look, they need. That's a position of need. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, Chris. I'm not going to be upset either way. I'll be I, like, if they don't do it, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. If they do do it, I'm not going to be upset. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy this season for what it is. It's we are way ahead of schedule. We are getting a lot of answers on guys that we didn't know about that we weren't sure of, namely our quarterback, I think, um, and guys that we thought were nothing, like uh, O'Shane Zimenez, right? I think we missed him yesterday, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can I say that we missed him yesterday? Magic. <laughs> I can't believe it. Hey, Jerry, there's two things. There's two things we just said, right? In the last 30 seconds, that if we said like over the summer, people will look at us like we're insane. One, yeah. I just said, yeah, we got to play Geno Smith next week. All right, right. And two, you just said, yeah, we miss Zimenez. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, that's how football seasons could change on a dime, man. It's it's incredible. You know? That's why we got rid of, like I said, we got rid of that prediction column in the Giant Insider because <laughs> it's the stupidest column ever. You cannot predict a thing with football. I mean, all summer long, I just thought, well, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rebuilding year. We'll see, what, you know, if Jones can do anything. But yeah, Jerry, they're winning during a rebuilding year. Unbelievable. Well, so is, was Gettleman right? You can win and rebuild at the same time. <laughs> well, it depends who's putting the personnel out there and who's coaching these so players theoretic, too. Theoretically, it can happen, but just Gettleman. Couldn't I don't know do why. It. You, I right. don't know why you made fun of Dave. The guy was one hundred percent right. All right, look, we have some time left. I gotta ask you this, and, and bear with me. Jones, Barkley, Dexter Lawrence, or Shane Zimenez, Andrew Thomas, McKinney. I mean, it wasn't the drafting as much as it was the free agency, the salary cap debacle that we've left us in, the coaching selection. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what it was, right? Like, I mean, I I don't want to revise anything. I'm just saying, like, if you got to give 1% credit or 2%, whatever the percent you want, there are some, there is some talent here that our coaching staff is now kind of bringing out in these guys. That's all I want to say. That's all. Hey, look, you know me, Jerry. I've given Dave credit in the past when he yeah. deserves credit. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And, and some of his draft picks are playing well. No yeah. question about it. Yeah. yeah. It's the other stuff that Dave did. Oh. That destroyed this. Disaster. You know, sure. That tied up, you know, caps and, um, and all that stuff and trades and guys, you know, 
his culture releases and stuff like that. But yeah, right. Um, you know, some of the draft picks that he that he's made uh, uh, have played well for this team. You know, yeah. there's no question yep. about it, man. And and our, on our building blocks for the future, absolute building blocks, we'll get second contracts like uh, Andrew Thomas, McKinney, mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence, maybe our quarterback, maybe the running back, depending on how much they value it. So. We're finally, and again, dude, this is the coaching bringing all this out too, though. I mean, mm-hmm. it, th- this team's not six and one with Joe Judge or Pat Shermer, mm-hmm. so selecting the right coach is kind of important, guys. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I uh, just uh, look, got to give some credit where credit is due, and these guys are starting to pan out. So that's all. Yeah, no, no question about it. There's been uh, when Dave, Davis made some good picks too, besides a lot of bad ones. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. So. but some of these guys. Uh, like you said, who are impacting games like McKinney yesterday and Dex is all year and yeah. even Daniel now, you know, Daniel, <laughs> My um, you know, that, those were Dave's guys and, yeah. and, and Dave deserves the credit there. You know, yep. the, you know, no question about it. Some of these guys he brought in here. Yeah. Um, you know, problem with Dave is, was other things. Every, so literally everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, no question about it. You know, when you have a, you know, Stable and stuff like that, and what these guys are doing with these guys is is, is a whole other level, man. So, did you see the uh, the clip of, of Dable uh, smoking that stogie after the game was over? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I I saw a little, it. little uh, Bruce Arian vibe there. <laughs> it, 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 it was it was pretty funny, dude. Because uh, I say about what time did the game end? Four. About and, that, and that was when he walked out of Jacksonville Stadium. You know, yeah, uh, Dable, and yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, that, game was, that game felt longer. They, they, they were getting on the bus, I guess, yeah. you know, go to the airport. Yeah, I saw Dave with the cigar. It was pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, I was like, expecting to see like scotch in the other hand or something, the way his, yeah. his mannerisms were. Who knows? Very on the bus, you know, I mean, who knows, you know? Yeah, cigar in one hand, scotch yeah. in the other. Yeah. Or one yeah. of those glasses where you slide the, the oh, stogie he's a, through. He's a big cigar guy, you know. I, I see him walking around 10 30. You know, walking, going to the field house, I see him with a cigar, freaking smoking. Yeah. So he's a real big cigar guy. So uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was victory cigar for him. I'm happy for him. You know. Yep. Um, so good stuff. Uh, anything else you want to cover? Uh, How good it feels to root for the Giants these days. Yeah, I mean, how do you put that into words? Look, folks, we talked about it, me and Jerry. You know, enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. This was not supposed to be happening. It is. Enjoy what's happening. Uh, just keep riding, just keep riding the wave, dude. It's like that, you know, it's like that, it's like uh, that U2 song. Yeah. Dude. Just keep riding the wave, break the wave, mm-hmm. whatever the hell that song is. And, um, ride the wave, you know, uh, because it's so many good things happening. And it, this team is on path right now to play in January in a playoff game. I mean, it, it, the analogy kills me, but there was a baseball team that was what finished 14 games back and they're headed to the World Series. I hate the team that's doing it. But anything can happen, man. Just, uh, you know, get in and then see what happens. This is a lot of fun right now. And we always joke, yeah. dude, but it's true. Yeah. Just doing these podcasts yeah. after wins now instead of, all right, Chris, what are we going to talk about? How the, the way we lost, uh, how can you put it into words? Like, oh, my God, enough's enough, man. This is awesome. So yeah. much fun. So. Yeah, it's, it's something that Giant fans and this organization has not, you know, and this wasn't supposed to happen this year, you know? Right. Not at all. So. Now, next season, the expectations are going to be off the charts. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but this wasn't supposed to happen this year. So enjoy it, man. I mean, you know, going on the road and winning games, Daniel Jones with five game-winning comeback drives, number one in the NFL. Yeah. You know, and, and, and look. I, I, <laughs> that's absurd. What an absurd statement. I can't believe. Yeah. That's another one. Add that to the we missed O'Shane Simmons this week. Yeah. And you know what, Jerry? <laughs> uh, me personally, too, um, I'm happy for a lot of these guys, dude, because obviously I'm around them. Yep. I talk to them. And they're all very receptive, all receptive dudes. I think I talked about this before. Really, you know, really good, really good guys. They'll sit, they'll stand at their locker. And even Darius Slate, dude, who has caught, I mean, forget about the heat that dude has caught, right? Yeah, yeah. That guy is always at his locker. You go over to him, wasn't like, you know, it's not like, oh, yeah, oh, well, now you guys want to talk to me, get lost, you know, and he goes in the shower, disappears. <laughs> always around, yeah. always talking, you know. Mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence, one of the greatest guys going. Dexter will always talk to you. I broke his chops a few times about his mouth on the field. 
You know, he was telling me some stuff back at Clemson he would have used to do. And, but, you know. Julian Love. Ju- well, yeah, Julian Love's the greatest. We know that. <laughs> uh, Leo Williams. I mean, well, I'm happy for these guys personally, too, because there's so many personable guys, yeah. you know, uh, that you, you grow to like. Saquon, too, right? I mean, these oh, guys Saquon. are just, Saquon and they've just, oh, yeah. just known losing since they've been here. Hey, Jerry, you, you know, you, you printed the last article. The last column I wrote about Saquon in the last yeah. issue, and and like I said, that was just sitting around bull, bullshitting with him. It wasn't yeah. like that was after his presser talking yeah. to him. He didn't have to do that. He could have got up and gone. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Right. And so you know, you know, so many guys that you, you pull for because you get to know them personally and you see the you know and you talk with them. So you know, it's just good. I'm happy for them personally too, Jerry. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm happy yeah. for these guys, you know. Absolutely. Because there's so many good dudes in that locker room, you know. Yep. yep. So many good dudes. And even, like I said, even Thibodeau, he, he's a funny dude, you know. He's a he's a, he's a little bit of an eccentric, you know, but he's a good good in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. Not some lunatic that you know, <laughs> you know, that's like oh, you know, walking out of here because he's in, you know because you don't know what he's going to do next, you know, and you know so. We're not a we're not a cornerback who's just going to ignore you, so. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I had a few of those. Matter of fact, I had a quarterback that got mad at me once. Remember? <laughs> He's no longer in the game. <laughs> That's right. Mike. So, uh, you know, if anybody doesn't know, uh, me and Jerry were talking about DeAndre Baker. He had a little bit of an <laughs> attitude with me once years ago. And I had a, like, kind of like, like. Well, he earned talk- it, Chris. He was a great player. So, yeah, you know. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? You know, yeah. like, you know, anyway. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, yeah. So, that's uh, on a personal level, Jerry, I'm happy for the guys, too, man. You know, I'm happy yeah. for them that they, you know, success they're having so far and Dable look um, folks obviously 99.9% of the population isn't fortunate enough like me to get to know these guys you know and I've gotten to know Brian Dable and um, dude Jerry I could tell you Giants fans I could tell you if you knew him personally too you would love him even more yeah. I, I I know I know and Joe Shane same way same yeah. way yeah and I know everybody's in love with Dable because of what he's doing for this team and obviously the way he's coaching these guys up and and Mike Kafka another one absolute great dude um and so what I'm saying is that Dable besides the football coach besides this you know when you get to know him personally he's a ball breaker <laughs> he's a fun dude. Uh, down to earth, dude, and everybody in that building says it. Yeah, that guy walks in. He'll walk in the cafeteria. He'll talk to the, the guys that work in the cafeteria. Yeah, the so-called, you know, I'm holding up my quotation about small people in the building. Yeah, right. And to me, there is no small people in the building. Yep. But you know what I'm getting at, Jerry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the people that work in the cafeteria, the people that clean the building, all stuff like that. Dable gets to know them. Dable talks to them. And he learned that, dude. I'm pretty sure. Well, first of all, because Dable's a really good dude. Yep. He doesn't think he's above everybody. He doesn't yep. think like you know what I mean. Yep. And two, I mentioned this before. Before we sign off, you know, that's something Bill Belichick does. Oh, yeah. Chris, come on. Belichick thinks what the f he is. No. Belichick and I got this from former players of his. Belichick would know everybody in that building. He would learn about everybody. He would talk to everybody. Yeah, to get information, to find out about their families, this and that. Yeah, that's right, folks. Bill Belichick, who might be one of the most miserable guys that you ever witnessed, that right, you ever seen, on camera. Right. You know, but Dable is like, look, Dable is a personal dude. I think, folks, you know, um, besides loving him for what he's doing, you got to really like the guy for for what he is as a human being, bro. I'm just telling you, bro, because you know, I've, as you know, Jerry, I've gotten to know Dable. Yeah. And. uh you know, you, that's a guy you pull for, bro. That's all I'm going to say. I, hey, look. Hey, look. I'm I'm not going to bury anybody else. I knew Judge pretty good, too. And yeah. Joe could be a really good dude, too. But just different personalities. Dable's, you know, Judge was very intense at times, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Dable is, uh, they're both good dudes. Don't, don't Dable, get me wrong. Dable breaks so, your stones, too, joking uh, around, right? So he's, he's he, a good Yeah, he around. has Dable. Uh, what I'm saying is he, personality-wise, as yeah. a human being, dude, you pull for him, too. You know what I mean? So uh, Giant fans, obviously... Nine, like I said, 99.9% of this population will never get to know Brian Dable at a personal level. I'm lucky enough to do that, and you would love him if you know him on a personal level, Jerry, too. So. Good stuff, dude. That is awesome. That's great to hear. 
Great insight. And Giant fans, you absolutely deserve this 6-1 record. Way to bring it yesterday. Way to show up in Jacksonville. I mean, it was a home game, for God's sake. Um, But look... Uh, I, I joked uh, this morning, someone asked me, how, I can't believe the, the, the you know, I, I can't believe what's going on right now. I said, I can't believe my blood pressure is at regular levels. So, Dr. Fox, congratulations. It's your work as well as the New York Giants being 6-1. and one. But in all seriousness, man, you guys are the best. Um, you, you've been with us for, what, three, four years doing this podcast. Um, and we're glad to finally talk about wins for you guys. And let's all leave it at that. Anything else, pal? No, that's it. Let's get back to work. All right, buddy. We'll Game planning for Seattle. Yes. Enjoy the win. Yeah. Get back to the grind. Nice. The four right, and three Seahawks who are playing pretty good football. Yeah. With a quarterback that's playing pretty good. And they also have a home run hit up like Travis Etienne. Yes. That, yeah, they um, do. I'm very concerned about again. But Penny, right? Penny. Yeah, because that's what Colin Coward said the other day. Penny. They got to watch out for Penny. Who? Who's got to watch Cow- out for Penny? Colin Coward said that when... With Seattle, you have to watch out for Penny. Does he not know if Penny's on IR? He does not. Oh, Oh, okay. Funhouse put that out there. He goes, look at this this guy. So, Jerry, Jerry, just quickly, we're playing Seattle this weekend. We just got to look out for Kurt Warner. We just got to watch. Kurt Warner, Steve Largent, and Jim Zorn. You know, we got to watch out for Kurt Warner. That guy could run the ball, bro. Nice. All right, guys. Good stuff. Guys, these are folks getting paid millions of dollars, mind you. (laughs) That's right. That's right. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, we're back at you Thursday or Friday, the 6-1 Giants, baby. Sundays are Giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.